step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge, and today on our show we will be talking with Pam Pinta about our global digital communication agency, Greater Than One. Welcome to the show, Pam. Thank you, Tim. Can you tell us a little bit about your company? Sure. We started in the year 2000 as actually a digital media company, so we were really in the forefront of digital media. And our, exist, our clients at that time were things like M&Ms, Worldwide Wrestling. And then over time, we've sort of gone into pharma, which is an odd way to transition. But we, we really work with mostly healthcare. 80% of our business is pharmaceuticals and healthcare now. And we do um, agency of record work. We do digital work for them. And then we also still have our media practice, which is how we started. Got it. Get started. Um, it was formed with three partners who had worked together in another agency, and they came together to say, you know, this would be a wonderful opportunity to start our own agency. There's something new happening in digital, and they came together and really formed it. And over time, we've brought in um, more partners and more disciplines. And now they're still here, actually, the, the first group of partners. Oh, really? Great. Um, so is your work today still primarily digital? Primarily, yes. I think, you know, if you look at pharma, I used to always say we were about 10 years behind everybody else. We're about two years now. So digital is just really, it's, it's pervasive in everything. So regardless if, I don't think we even call ourselves a digital agency anymore because digital is just, it's part of the market. It's everything, right? Yeah, it really is. Um, so can you tell me how you, I understand you're, you're a partner in the agency, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And can you tell me how you, you got to that position? How I got to GTO or how I got to be a partner at GTO? How, how you got to be a partner at GTO? Um, hard work. <laughs> um, I really, I came in with a, a, a different sort of expertise. I was a managing director at another global agency, and I had really traditional backgrounds, and I've come up through the ranks. So I had taken a, a year off, and when I started to look, I wanted to go into digital, and I came in here with no expectations. I actually started as a as a consultant, and then three months later, came on board to really bring in the the discipline of agency of record, which is Got really it. where my background was. And based on some significant wins, um, they asked me to be a partner. That's cool. Congratulations. Um, so, um, what made you get into the industry in the first place? Total dumb luck. <laughs> I really started interviewing out of college, and I had no idea there was such a thing as pharmaceutical advertising at all. And I ended up going to a small company and really fell in love with the idea of of doing more. I knew I wanted to do marketing, and I thought I'd be on you know the Diet Coke account. And then I started in interviewing, and I got this interview at a smaller company, and I loved it. And I thought this is really interesting to be able to help people understand their health care and be more empowered to 
to really take care of themselves. And I just, I switched for a little while to packaged goods and I just didn't, I didn't love it the way that I like pharma. It's nice to have an industry that you know really, really well. Yeah, I think I'm a frustrated doctor at this point. I could probably <laughs> do surgery if you want to give a kidney up. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one to someone else, but I appreciate the offer. All right. Where's your sense of adventure, Tim? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so what's the coolest thing you've done in your career? Um, I think, you know, there's not a lot of cool things in pharma. I think one of them was very fun in that we, we did get to shoot a video at Oprah Winfrey's house in California, so that was kind of cool to get to say I did that. But I think the, the cool parts of what we do are when the magic happens, when you come up with an idea and it resonates with your audience. So, for example, we did a global public awareness campaign called Keep It Pumping for um, Heart Failure, and that was really great. We got to work with Leona Lewis, with Jesse J, and really elevate the conversation, and we started to really build an avenue of patients and caregivers. And then I think the other one we've done, and, and I think part of it is social media is just exploding, and pharma's letting us get involved in it now in a non-branded fashion, but... We also did a great campaign called No Time for Migraines to really get people who who are suffering from these migraines and are still unsatisfied to stand up and say, you know what, wait, I do matter. I don't have time for this in my life. And we've been able to really generate a lot of buzz on that. Sure, absolutely. I think those are the cool things is, you know, being able to to create those communities and get people to really demand more in their health care. So you mentioned that... um you know, it feels kind of cool when you find a message that resonates with your audience. Would you say that a lot of your work or a lot of your effort goes toward finding that that message? Absolutely. You know, it's all driven from finding the insights and really digging deep and, and understanding what physicians want, what patients are looking for, and really trying to find that. That's why I always say that magic of what's the strategy and then how do you how do you create the creative execution around that to really resonate and make it relevant to people? Sure. And how do you know when you found it? Total gut. <laughs> it's a total gut instinct. I think it's, you know, you can, I always say you can test until the cows come home, but at the end of the day, it's only really directional and you really have to find the strategy and is it, is it hitting on that strategy? And that really is your gut instinct. I've got to imagine that gut instinct is something that you kind of learn over time. Absolutely. absolutely. Another reason why having a, a vertical that you know really well is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so and you learn what not to do too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Things that, you know, you get the gut that something is definitely not going to work, right? Something's off. Yeah, right. Exactly. When you feel that something's off, what do you do? Um, I think we tend to meet, I mean, um, a lot of what I do, being that I come from more the strategy and account area, is really bringing the teams together and trying to spark the ideas. I'm I'm not creative by nature, so I'm not the one who comes up with the beautiful pictures and the great headlines. I am kind of more of the conduit to it, so I think it's really bringing the team together and being like, okay, this is not even remotely, you know, we're missing the strategy. Something's not hitting. Let's really go back to the drawing board and let's think through this again. What do we know? What do we not know? And then really just you brainstorm on it. Yeah, absolutely. I could imagine that um, 
sometimes those issues might just be internal communication issues rather than message issues themselves. Absolutely. And sometimes it's, you know, it could be with the client that they think it should be one way and we think it's another way. And it's really trying to find that, that commonality between it to make that magic happen. Sure. So how do you spend most of your day? How do I spend most of my day? I do a lot of reading. <laughs> I do a lot of um, checking the newsletters in the morning. You always want to be ahead of the trends. I think knowing that digital's at our core, it's really important to stay you know, 10 steps ahead on what, what new platforms are out there. We're always meeting with new vendors and publishers from a media perspective on you know, what's the next thing and sure. thinking about how we can bring that to life to our clients. Got it. Um, so if you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is, is hit, hit new publications? First thing I do is I check my email. Of course, I roll over and do that. But after that, um, it's probably the first half hour of my day, I'm looking through the newsletters that I get to see if there's, what do I need to know, what's happened today. Got it. And, and your role is primarily on, on the account management side, or wh- where do you fall in that? In the process. I fall in, in account management and strategy, and then I also, um, as a partner, I have creative that reports into me as well. Got it. Okay. So I'm really, I deal with the clients. I'm, you know, I'm client-facing. Sure, absolutely. The more you know, the more efficient you can be with, with client meetings. Absolutely. <laughs> At least to me, it's important to, to feel like I, I know what they're talking about and, you know, perhaps give them ideas of, of things to share. Yeah, and that's you know part of the the newsletters and things are if I see something interesting, I'll always share it with them and be like, oh, did you guys see this? How does this impact us? Have we thought about this? Yep, exactly. So we need to take a break, but when we come back, we okay. will be getting some digital communication advice from Pam. Don't go away. Fjordcast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at wmetraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Content for your ears. And everything in between. Cranberry.fm Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjorgeCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjorgeCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and here we are here with uh, Pam Pinta of Global Digital Communication Agency, Greater Than One. Pam, can you give our, our listeners a pointer or two on how you do the type of work you do effectively? Um, I think a lot of it is really understanding, again, those insights for 
for whoever your audience is, whether it's, you know, a patient, a consumer, it doesn't matter if you're selling Diet Coke or a boat, a car or pharmaceuticals. It's really finding what is, what is their greatest need and how can we fulfill on that need. Um, and I think what, we, what I think is exciting is if you think about it, everybody used to talk about digital marketing and I don't believe there's such a thing anymore. I do think it's about marketing in a digital world. So it's really thinking about how you as, as a consumer consume content and information and how do we put that spin on it for our clients and their businesses. Sure. So you, you kind of take the approach of, you know, how would, how would this message feel to me um, kind of in the, in the persona of your target market? For the most part, yeah. I think, you know, we're all consumers and, and if you go on a website or you're going on your phone and you're searching, there's kind of an intuitive way. It's differences in even design theory. Now with everybody, you know, I think I can think about two years ago or three years ago, everyone would ask, oh, is that above the fold, above the fold? Because everybody was looking at information and consuming it only on their computer. Now everything is long scrolling pages because everybody's consuming it on their phones. So it's really kind of keeping ahead of the trends. And part of that is how are you changing and how you do things yourself? Right, exactly. you're a consumer. What are some common misconceptions um, about the work you do? Um, probably that it's really easy and really fun all the time. And it's not, you know, advertising, even when I was in college, I used to think this was be so great. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of reading and a lot of studying and it's, and you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. Creatives have their own personalities. Editors have their own. And it's really perceptions that it's all, it all just comes together. We're sitting around having a scotch and a cigarette in the afternoon, and that does not happen. <laughs> At least you don't, not in you my guys experience. don't celebrate after every yeah, meeting? So just... um, not after every meeting. We celebrate <laughs> after every win. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, um, you know, you, you mentioned that it's, it's not everything is fun. What are some things that are fun? I think the people. The people really make it. And when you have great clients that are willing to and, and do things that they've never done before. I think that's the thing that that's what keeps me excited and interested in the business and keeps me coming back. Um, so you mentioned that you've, you've kind of stayed in healthcare communications. You ventured out a little bit and, and wound up um, kind of still in that vertical. What, what is really keeping you there? I really believe it's just people. I have a very strong belief that people need to be empowered. And I've seen over the years my parents' generation and how they just accepted everything that their doctors said. And I, and I think, you know, as healthcare is changing even more so now with the Affordable Care Act, you know, we're consumers of our own healthcare, and I think we need to know more about it. I think it's important. And I think of all the stigmas that we've broken down where, you know, 15 years ago, no one would say the word depression and talk about being on an antidepressant. And we've broken down so many of those stigmas. I, I'm so proud of that, that people feel comfortable going to a doctor and talking about that. And, you know, who knows how many lives we've saved. Absolutely. Um, is your work primarily in pharmaceuticals or do you branch out into other areas of healthcare as well? Um, we do a, a little outside of, of healthcare. So we'll do devices. And then we do have in our, in our agency, we also work with um, Hess Energy and CIA, so education and um, 
energy companies. So anything that's highly regulated, since we really have, have that down and a good understanding of the regulations. Got it. So you, you kind of know how to navigate a, um, exactly. a regulated industry? Hospital systems and things like that. It, it, it amazes me how much, um, you know, that can impact overall decision making. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, even, in, even as a healthcare company, you know, it's, dealing with our insurance is, is never easy. Right. How do you keep brands relevant in a, this globally connected world? I think by, by really making the connections, by keeping the right people talking about it, looking for the right influencers, seeing when you know, there, there's an opportunity, if there's studies coming out, if there's new drugs coming out, even if you know, our, our drug is on the market and there's more being studied in different MOA, you know, different um, methods of actions and stuff like that, then that's important to keep it relevant. Pam, are you seeing a difference in, in how clients are approaching a, a digital launch to a product? Um, in pharma, definitely. I think one of, um, and a great example is a client that we work with now, which is um, Promius Pharmaceuticals, and they're a division of Dr. Reddy's Labs, which is a huge um, global Indian-based generic company. But these products, they're, they're trying a division where they're taking generic product that is on the market and basically reformulating it and in delivering it in different ways. So for this, it was an injection for migraines. And there have been injections before, but mainly people are taking Sumatriptan orally. Promius approached it with a new medical device called a SimTouch injection. And it's, it's basically the same generic product delivered differently. And because it's, it, it's a unique type of um, mechanism. The way they wanted to approach it was really look at digital first. So this was the first time that they were, they were really looking to do a digitally led campaign where in most cases they're still doing a lot of paper and sales materials and really focusing on the healthcare professional. In this way, we really focused, they let the sales force focus on the healthcare professional and digital did a lot more of the heavy lifting to generate the buzz and awareness and interest among the consumers and the, the unsatisfied um, migraine sufferers. So it really was a different approach where we looked at media that was totally not something you would do in pharma. So I don't know if you're familiar with BuzzFeed, but it's, it's a, you know, a, a fun entertainment type of site that delivers interesting quizzes and things like that. And we actually did an, a non-branded one where we had questions about what kind of migraine monster do you have and other funny little um, memes that people could relate to. And we saw a tremendous amount of engagement on that where people were just writing in and sharing on their social media like, yep, that's me, I get mine in the morning. And the exciting part that we saw there is they, lit, they were sent directly to the non-branded site, No Time for Migraines, and then that linked over, they were able to figure out information and go to the branded site. So, you know, we, we know that there's an audience out there that's unsatisfied, that's looking for some treatment, and now they can maybe ask their physician about it. And I think, you know, the, there's a part about DTC where I know a lot of people get concerned that we're getting in the doctor's way. To me, you're never in the doctor's way because I always have a learned intermediary who's got to write that script ultimately. It's not like I can send the, the consumer to 
Dwayne Reed and they can go get it. So right. they're getting a drug that's right for them if their physician approves it. And I think that's, you know, that's the responsible and the smart way to do it. So would you say that um, th- this drug that Promius put together was um, the delivery mechanism for it was um, kind of progressive or, or different than traditional methods? It was unique. It's, you know, it's changed along when the injectables first came out, people were really scared about the needles. And this is, you know, it's a different type of injection. You actually don't see the needle. So it's more like a pen device. And it's, it's been out, things like this have been out in diabetes for a long time, but it's, it's a new way of approaching migraines where people, it's not your, it's not your grandmother's needle. You're getting <laughs> injected. <laughs> And was it then targeted at a kind of a different market? Is that so the product itself no. is no, not necessarily? No. no, not necessarily, because there's so many people who suffer from migraines and you know, even when I started looking into it and we all started reading it, I did not realize people have up to five or six migraines a day. Like it's that debilitating. So I think you know, they're willing to try anything and it's an it's an interesting category because there's a lot of OTCs out there. There's a lot of cycling through different medications and satisfied. They, it's actually an, an, an area where, if you think about it, it is just as a diabetes or anything else, but there's no walks for migraine. There's no, you know, there's a migraine awareness day, but it's not seen as very serious when people think about it as a headache. And it's, it's not. It's debilitating. So getting that information out there and, and talking to people again to say, you know, it's okay. Hey, you do have a disease and you should seek help. It's important. Right. You, you mentioned that, um, that because the, the delivery mechan- mechanism was different, you, you decided to go with digital. Is, is that understood it correctly? Was part of it because we could, you know, the, the medium kind of, you use the medium for what it is and we were able to really show how it worked digitally and we were able to put a video together very quickly on how the product, how you actually use the product. So we wanted to really focus digitally on that. And, you know, and it is efficient. It is more efficient. I mean, it's not more, I won't say it's less expensive. Media is media. But it's certainly, we had some tricks of the trade where even from like doing paid search, we did long tail words so that we were able to be more efficient there as well. Right, exactly. Um, We need to take another break, but when we come back, we will ask Pam how brands can win over customers in 2017 and discuss the future of mobile advertising on a global scale. Don't go away. FjordCast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjorgeCast. Only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjorgeCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Pam Pinta of Greater Than One. Uh, a recent article in Adweek that was written by Katie Richards touches on the idea of wantedness. She defines it as the degree to which a brand proves their commitment to earning a customer's business across every touchpoint and throughout the entire path to purchase. Pam, do you be- believe branding will ever be more important than the product or service itself? Hmm. Do I believe that? I don't know if I think it's it's going to be more important, but I would say that I do believe branding and advertising, I think our best case history or a case study right now would be Donald Trump's election political. But I think back to even myself and when this all started with there were how many you know different candidates out there. I couldn't remember one person's slogan except for his of Make America Great Again. And I kept thinking at that time, my God, he is a good marketer. So I think there is something to be said for branding and how it, it, it plays an, an incredibly important role in what you say about your product. Of course, you could you could have the best product in the world, but if if nobody has a reason to try it, it you know it's tough exactly. to get any traction at all. Exactly. And I think a lot of those insights, they really, they, those little nuggets come from insights. I remember there was this like great case history. Do you remember the Got Milk ads? Not the of ones course. with the milk mustache, but the ones where people were like having cereal and then the milk was empty. Yep. And that all came out of an insight from a consumer group that people kept saying, like, when do you drink milk? When do you drink milk? And it was, oh, the insight was that there was literally very specific moments when people just really wanted a glass of milk. And it was when you had cookies, when you had cereal. And then they came up with that whole campaign that everybody could be, you know, exactly. everyone, if you drank milk, you, that was the exact way you felt. Like, give me milk. I, I'm kind of surprised we don't see the, um, the milk refrigerator in the cereal aisle these days. That's very true. Who knows? Maybe we will. <laughs> yeah, or put them on opposite ends of the store so you have to walk through the whole thing and you can pick, pick up other <laughs> things along the way. Exactly. Um, our second story comes from a, a white paper titled Emerging Markets Changing the Game of Mobile Advertising. Uh, in that white paper, it says that um, by 2020, countries like in- India, Mexico, Brazil, and Indonesia are expected to have more than 2.5 billion smart- smartphone users. Um, have you guys dealt in, in mobile advertising on a glo- global scale? We've dealt with it not so much on a global scale. We've dealt with it strategically, and we've talked through it, um, and we've dealt with it socially. Um, and it's absolutely right. I mean, we're ac- it, America is actually behind. In South America, everybody has a, a phone, and it really is a mobile first world. So when you're thinking about even, you know, designing websites or doing advertising, you have to think about what's it going to look like on that little phone. Sure. What because are the reasons that we're behind? I'm sorry. 
you said that that we were behind here. Um, what what are the reasons? Yeah, for first of all, I don't I don't really know the, all of the statistics off the top of my head, but I do know that in Brazil we saw a huge everything was mobile. They weren't even going on laptops, and I don't know if that's part of you know the economic system there or what the issues are. But I know from a social perspective, even when we are on, we've done campaigns on Facebook and Facebook specifically we are able to geo-target and we can go only to certain markets. And when we had like patient stories that were from a woman in Venezuela, we really focused those in those areas in South America. And they're just on their phones all the time. Where I think we, we just, we are on them now. If my family is any indication of it, I can't get anybody to look up at the dinner table anymore. But, you know, I think in, in, in the emerging markets, it's even more pervasive. Exactly. It's, you know, it's a, it's an ongoing cultural challenge to um, to get people out of their mobile phones and, and looking looking other people in the eye. Yes, my mother, who's 85, has just gone on Facebook, and I can't get her to put the phone down now. <laughs> so she's ridiculous. one of the people you can't get to talk to at the dinner table? It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's she's great. constantly looking for that phone to post something on Facebook. There you go. I'm sure I'm sure it's about her, her grandchildren, right? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and she also hasn't figured out. She has this idea that people are posting and they're sending things just to her. And I'm like, no, it's because you follow them. And we finally gave up. And we're like, let her, let her believe it, yeah, that they're yeah, just posting exactly. to her. Yep. <laughs> so so we need to wrap here. Thanks for being on the show, Pam. Where can Thank people you. find you online? Um, I'm at Greater Than One. P-Pants at Greater Than One. Thanks for joining us on the Fjordcast. You can download episodes of our program by going to cranberry.fm subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and very soon on iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 